guys, welcome to episode 129 of... Oh, fuck's sake, man. Honestly, every week, I just can't make up my mind. Mate, you've had 29 shows to make your mind up. Uh, episode 129 of Inside the Cage, Scott and Mark with you, fucking up every week, as usual. Um, how are you, big man? You good? I'm good, man. How are you? I have been making a balls up of that again. Um, yeah. I'm good. Hi. Yeah, I think we could go through every single episode since Banal One, and you've probably made a night James Hunter. Well, do you know what? See, if you were any co-host, you'd have a go and give me a break. 129 episodes I've been doing that, and you've no one said, you know what, mate, give me a shot, which is shite. Nah, that's what it is, man. I'm just You're doing a man for the job. I will. I've got the part. That's the problem. I've got the natural. Is that what it is? Is that what we're calling it? Aye. So I've got the technical information. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I'm not. We're going to have to do this again. I'm not putting this out as a recording. I'm not going to have people thinking I'm bigging myself up here. You know what I mean? I'm Billy Big Bollocks. You know what I mean? It's happening. It's not getting stopped. That's it. It's going right on. Fuck you. Um, right, uh, there's no point for chit chat. Let's go on with this, right? Because this is a busy one tonight. Well, so, usual format, format. Guy, uh, usual format, guys. We'll look back at the weekend previous uh, 269, Couple of Cage Warriors. And then we'll look forward this weekend. There's Hunters on. We're not going to cover it all. There was one championship, but we'll sack that because it's too much. There's UFC and also the last card year. And there's also a massive, massive uh, KSW. If you're not European-based or maybe kind of Western Asian-based, you might not know about KSW. Um, if you don't, find a way to watch it because, again, it's about the like cage warriors. They're always class fights. Um, the majority of 300,000 people. Well, yeah, and I, the the majority of them are Polish. That tells you everything you need to know about how good these fights potentially could be. Um, you know, so they're class, so we'll get into that as well. And then Mark reckons there's no news, but we'll see what happens at the end of the show. I don't know, something magical may get announced in the next hour. You know I'd be know. surprised, but um, aye, there's not a lot, if anything, to be honest. There's maybe one or two wee snippets, but nothing much mentioned, really. Well, let's go, let's go, mate. Right, so we'll do UFC 216 first. Normally, we'd follow the format probably do the first the main event first but it's usually the biggest story that's why but if the biggest story for 269 was not the main event if there's no huge story if the stories are all similar then we'll pick we'll start with the main event because it's the main event it's the whole point of the thing should be a main event I still probably think that Nunez should be main event anyway I know that Oliveira versus Poirier is a bigger fight as a two but she's the greatest of all time you know, it just seems a bit strange to me, but hey, well, that's just... It wasn't really that harsh, to be honest. It was just it could have been another way around. Um, it'll start with Nunez-Pena because... Holy fucking shit. Yeah, mate. Um, fuck me. I don't think MD, like, really seen it coming, I think. Mate, you you, you said it to me. Like, I don't know if you I said did say it last week. I did say last week, Cam Pena actually beat Nunez, and I think you laughed in my face at the time. Aye, but there was obviously something in your mind that thought it was possible. Um, I, 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 I actually, right, I really wanted to watch it again. I still don't understand what happened. I still don't get it. Um, it just all happened so quick, and I think it was also, like, sh- like shocking. I think I was watching it kind of quickly. Like, I was just trying to get as much watched as I could in a very short space of time, so I was kind of skipping wee bits here and there where they looked really far apart, and then... You know, you bring it back, and it's just hard. So I'm, I think I need to actually sit and watch it, like, minute, like second for second. But I just... My, I'm going to tell you what happened. Right. Yeah, Juliana Pena done to Amanda Nunez, but Amanda Nunez done to Chris Cyborg. She took her, to place, took her to a place she didn't want to be, and she started getting... swinging. She started going a wee bit too mental. She started going over the top with her punches and trying to not pen you out, similar to what Cyborg was trying to do to Nunez back then as well. And eventually she, I think she, I don't know if she was shard, she just couldn't deal with anyone, I don't know the pressure was too much, but she just went, mate. She literally, she's your opinion, she broke Amanda Nunez for me. That's what happened. It's as if the wee computer on her head was going round and round. And she get getting jabbed with Pena's, because Pena's jab was fucking insane at times. I just yeah. kept smashing her on the face. And yeah. she couldn't, as if her brain couldn't compute, what the fuck's going on here? How did I keep getting hit? And she started panicking, then all of a sudden shit hit the fan. It just was, don't get me wrong, Penya, as soon as she went in, looked nervous. I thought she actually started nervously, very nervously. But she grew out of the fight, and as she grew out of the fight, she just fucking overwhelmed me in the end. And I was, every day probably, I was actually on my feet watching this fight. 
I literally got off the couch and was literally on my feet, staring at the telly, going, what am I watching? Because Amanda Nunez at times was getting taken apart. It, it just made no sense. Like, it was the total opposite. It was a bit like what you say what Nunez did to Cyborg. It was a bit like Nunez did to Rousey as well. Yeah, Nunez 100%. just went out and smashed like, Rousey in the face. Pena makes you was class, but I don't know, there's just... Ah, I find this one. That wasn't that wasn't the Amanda Nunez that beat Cyborg. That wasn't the Amanda Nunez that beat no. um, Rousey. I wonder if she's just been too comfortable. She's too maybe she's been into every fight in the last what she's, two three years and just basically ran over whoever's been put in front of her and just went right. Seen. I'll just plow through you. And to be honest, I thought at one point she might have done that to Pena just because she's so strong, she's so big, There's and I thought she's going over. For her. There was a couple of points where it could have went the other way, mate. Like definitely, I think I think Amanda put so much into the first round to try and get her out of there that I think I don't know, mate. I, I have a weird the choke for me seemed like the shittiest submission I've ever seen. Not um not uh, technically by the way, I don't mean that. I think technically she had her back, she tried to choke her, but it looked like the softest choke. It was even softer than when Khabib fucking tapped McGregor. She okay, didn't that was didn't have the hooks on either. She, no, she wasn't even putting pressure on that way. It was literally just. I and think it was weird. Yeah. It was almost as soon as as soon as Pena like tightened the arm, like literally the like the split second Nunez tapped. Okay, maybe she just doesn't want to get choked. Maybe it's one of these things, right? Some people don't, mate. Some people just tap. They don't want they don't want that shit in their life. They don't want to get knocked out. But I mean, I just mate, the whole thing was just mental. I wonder if Amanda, as you see, Amanda Nunez has been so comfortable for so long. Perhaps maybe the drive's gone. I always say to you, I always say to people, right? It's like you can talk about. Liverpool, like football teams, Liverpool, Premier League and Champions League, right? Haven't been able to do anything since because it's easy, it's easy to motivate somebody to the top, right? It's very easy to motivate a team or somebody, a fighter, to yeah, the top. There's your levels. target. Go and, go and break that glass ceiling, get that belt. But see, staying there and staying at that level and trying to justify staying at that level, it's so hard, I think, mentally to keep yourself in that situation the whole time. It's really hard, especially if... Even at the end of the fight, I'm not saying she was happy she lost, but she would. Most people, after losing the belt, after how long she held it when she first won it? 2016, five years. So she beat Misha Tate in 2016 to win the belt. She said yeah. it for nearly five years. But she did look devastated. I'm sorry, but if after five years you've held a belt and you're not devastated, what the fuck? It wasn't even just her. There was a point, right, where it panned over and uh, Nina's trying to take her gloves off, right? I thought she was jumping at that point. No, I, I, well, no, I didn't think that. But even our, even our coaches are just standing looking. Nobody looks fucking bothered. Nobody. I wonder looks if happy. it was just pure shell shock. It's pure just well, stunned of what's I'd, actually just happened. Well, this is what I was saying to you before we started. I don't know. I, I reckon she's just had enough, mate. I reckon it's just one of these things where she's thinking, you know what? She's, mate, she never, she'll never need to work a day in her life again. Neither will her she range. Said she's, in a, she said in an interview afterwards that she'll get back to the gym. She'll go and work harder. She'll go and get back here. Will she? I don't know. Um, I mean, that that one four five belt was about to get dropped because the Felicia Spencer left, Megan Anderson left. There's nobody left at that weight. Um, obviously, I mean, another interesting take on this. Um, did you see? Obviously, obviously you seen Kehaza Kehaza jumping the fence and Dan doing his knee. I've in, heard about it. I'm not actually seen it. Right, so there's a there's, there's a there's footage, right? This is why you should be on Twitter more because all of this is on Twitter. No, right? I know what I was asked, but I'm shy at this. Twitter, no, no, it's not that, it's just, see the aftermath of fights, mate, Twitter's where you get all these wee clips and all these wee videos, it's great, because I just scroll through my Twitter the morning after, and I see fucking everything after I've watched it, obviously, but it pans round, you've got Aljo going, like that, and then you've got um, Nama Yunus clapping and all excited, and then you've got Kayla Harrison going, for fuck's sake, so Kayla Harrison was absolutely raging that Pena won that belt, by the way, it, the, the video pans along, right, and Harrison's got her back to the camera, she's facing the crowd, and she turns around and she's kind of like fucking huffing and puffing and throwing her arms up, so there's a lot of theories that Harrison's raging, because Harrison wanted, I mean, Nunez Harrison's super fight, mate, Harrison Nunez. Yeah, but that, that doesn't really matter, because there's no way that Kayla Harrison's making 135 pounds, so oh, that might... Mate, you don't know that, she's massive at 155, she's massive at 155. I'd be surprised if she can make 135, mate, I'd be shocked if she made 135. Oh. I don't know, mate, because, listen, there's no way... Listen, people are saying there's a theory, obviously, as well, because you wouldn't put a non-UFC um, fighter front and centre on a pay-per-view television programme, right, unless there was some sort of deal happening, right? There's no way... Like, if a Bellator guy was sitting front row, there's no way they'd have him on the telly. Not 
a chance. Not in the middle of a pay per view. She was captured a couple of times so that everyone reckons there's a deal to be done. The one four five won't last because there's no competition for Harris in there. So even if she wins it, there's no competition. And then there's no one five five, and they're not going to create a one five five if they don't have a one four five. So the only argument is that she could drop to one three five. It's maybe something she's tried, mate. Maybe she's tried. Maybe she's tried. Maybe she's done a try run. You seen obviously Dan Hooker done his try run for one four five not long ago, well, a couple of weeks ago, and maybe well, she has I mean, tried it. Maybe she can do it. But I'd be surprised because she is a big girl as such. He he'd done that because his coach he said there's no way you can do that. And he went, well, fuck you, I'll prove it and done it himself. So that's a fair enough to Dan Hooker, but. Um, he obviously wants to fight at one four five. So yeah, that's me. There's, there's loads of different things. This was we've got so far away from top of the fight. But yeah, man, honestly, I'm chuffed. I'm not a massive Pena fan. I think obviously we'll talk about this now. We may as well talk about it because it's been going about. So like our comments after the fight have been taken a wee bit. Did you watch the video? Yes. Right, so the video is worse than the quote. The quote doesn't read great, right? But the video is much worse. It's very kind of, I'm a, it's very kind of bravado, very kind of like I'm a better mother. It's. I think I can understand it. I can see what you mean. I can see what other people. I can see everything. Like I'm no doubting anything people are saying or people are seeing regarding it. I think for me, when I read, I read the quote first before I seen the video, as we just yeah. said. When I first read it, I went, well, I think for me, what she meant was basically that. She probably, in a roundabout way, basically means the changes that basically have happened to my body over the last however, however long it was and to come back physically and win a UFC title such a physically demanding sport is, is huge, mate. Is, even if that's you, what she meant, that's uh, fine. But I don't think that's what she meant. I know I don't, but I don't. I think if she meant that, it's not as if English is her second language, but you know I mean, no, she's, but so it's, sometimes it's, in that moment, like I'm not myself. English is my fourth language, and I've fucked up many a time speaking English. No, I you had a you know ragged old taxi driver the other night because you were confused. So I exactly I woke up, <laughs> didn't know where I was. That's nothing matter. Um, I, 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 I get it, mate. I understand. I do. It's a bit like like we didn't talk about Cody Durden's comments, right? Because I kind of shot myself and didn't want to really make my because everyone. Everyone seemed to say that that was racist. I didn't think it was. The guy was from China. The guy lives in China, trains in China, is from China, is registered as a Chinese fighter. He gets announced as a fighter from China. And Cody Durden said he's going back to China where he's from. I don't really understand what... I understand... I can't get why I'm a bit, like, iffy. But, I mean, people calling Cody Durden a racist is harsh, I think. So, my opinions, like, sometimes... With this, I don't like. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure what to say. That I think Juliana Pena. I think she could have worded it better. I think her words were horrible. Oh, I've not got a doubt about that for a second. That what she said was. I'm a. I'm a. I'm more of a mother, or I'm a better mother because I carried my baby. It's like, well, I mean, wow, that's bullshit, mate. I mean, you don't know that. You could be a terrible mother compared to a man, and you don't know. I totally get the physical side of things, mate. I totally understand carrying the kid from not getting. I totally get that. Um. I mean, Nina Nunez has fought since Karen, and she she has she fought last earlier this year, didn't she? Uh, I'm sure she did. Uh, can't remember. I know she was sure right next uh, week, but she's no. But that's not the point. Yeah. Um, um, I can't remember what she asked for. I mean, I, I, understand, I understand what she's trying to say. I think, but I just think it was a bit inappropriate. I don't think there was any need for her basically to say that she's essentially a better mother than Nunez. Um, it was a bit shit. It was a bit she left a bad taste. I, in it, then, I don't think she was trying to say she's a better mother than Nunez. I don't think. Well, why would she say it? What, what was she trying to say then? But why would she want to say that? I'm not, that's what I'm saying. I, my whole point is people are saying, oh, she's been misconstrued. That's not what she meant. I'm like, so what did she mean? Why did she even bring it up? Why would why would those words? Why would those? Oh, but I carried my child. Why would the, what what in what in what sentence does that make her sound good? In what way? In what form? Which is no way. I, I can only think she's thinking on the physical side of things, and that's. Aye, but even but even then, even then, that statement, no matter what the meaning behind it is, is still a shitty thing to say. Oh, by the way, I'm a bet, like I'm a better mother, or or whatever it is she said because of the physical side. It's like, well, well fine, aye, but at the same time, ah, I don't know, man. Listen, I don't know. It's it's awkward. It's an awkward thing. It was just a shite thing to say. You enjoy your win. You deserved it. She was great. She does. I mean, she put Amanda Nunez out. She 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 won the belt. It's, 
for me, I mean, people are saying it's up there for the great, the biggest upset. I mean, it's got to be upset, biggest upset ever. It's got to be. I can't be many. I can't think of any bigger ones. Well, to be talk, honest, I thought it was maybe a long time ago, but uh, they're talking about Sarah GSP being another one. Um, it's just possibly that's maybe the one because obviously you've got the likes that he has basically the goat basically already, so. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a female goat, so uh, if you're talking about anything, that possibly be the only comparison you could really make. Most of the other fights, you could maybe see a way the, the, the person could probably win the fight, but in this one, I don't think really MD gave Pena a chance. If MD had money on Pena on Saturday night, they were basically hedging their bets. You hear about the guy who had 300 grand on Nunez to win, to yeah. win 20 grand back? I would have surprised you, but if he stuck 20 grand on fucking Pena, just to cover his bet. Yeah. You, I mean, well, yeah. Anyway, so if you're betting that kind of money for fucking on fights, you always make sure you cover your bet and make sure at least you can fucking walk about with some. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's move on. Um, What's next, but just before we go, so I've subpoenaed you. Oh, sorry. I mean, well, who's next? It's going to be a rematch, isn't it? Straight away, I'd imagine there'd be a rematch if Nunez wants a rematch. Yeah, it just depends. Like, um, what Nunez says, um, like, aye, if she says she wants it, and there's de- there's no outstanding really fighters in the bantamweight division that you could easily go out and fight Julia Pena next week or the week after. Do you know what I mean? There's they've there you go, well, aye, they've got a fighter. There's they they've been making a case as such. So, aye, the bantamweight isn't like stocked. Um, no, I think you also Aspen Lad, Caitlin Vieira coming through. Um, but then you obviously Juliana will jump up Holly Holm Marina Dana that's not exactly a a line of people fighting ready to fight um, it's an old, it's an awkward way um, like um, in terms of like for the women's like because the flyweights are thriving the strawweights are thriving there's a lot of good fighters there there's been some great fights I think like the Bantam's almost becoming a bit like the feather it's almost just kind of like done their way there's a lot of fighters there don't get me wrong there's a lot of you know a lot of good women fighters I, there but I think I think the Bantamweight suffered with an issue of there being an Amanda Nunez aye there being somebody so far ahead Aye, so if you let better. the other 15 girls compete and let them fight against each other, you'd maybe get a thriving division. But whenever he's looking at the top, or we're, we're looking at the top of the tree, and you've seen an Amanda Nunez up there, I'd imagine yeah. it's it's hard to fucking get torn yeah, out about it, basically, every week. reminds me of. But. SPL. Scottish football. It's exactly the same thing. You take those two teams out of this league, mate, and you would get a different league winner every single season for... I mean, okay, you'd get the odd double, but I mean, like, I mean, you know, you're talking four or five teams that could easily beat each other to that title. You know I mean? So it's a similar thing like you're saying. It's, it's a great analogy. Like, you take her out, Holly Holm could beat Aldana, but then the following week, Aldana could beat Holm back. Pena could probably beat the two of them. Aspen Ladd, maybe not. But Ketlin Vieira, again, somebody who's had... She, she went, coming as well, do you know what yeah. I mean? She's fucking yeah. on a tear at the moment, so... And Vera went five very hard rounds with Misha. Misha, is, you can never write, write off Misha Tate. You know what I mean? She's an actual legend. She's a former champ. So there's plenty of people there. If Nunez was to turn around and say, Do you know what, that's it for me. I've had enough. Then I think, not that it would be a good thing. I think it would be a shame because she is the greatest ever. Um, I think it would be good for the division. Maybe not good for the sport, but good for the division. Definitely. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I definitely it would be it would be a shame if she walked away, but at the end of the day, possibly more for the health of that division than maybe that's needed. To be honest. Mm, yeah. Anyway. Oh, that was long. That's one of the main man. Man. Main man. Main man. Charles Dobronx. Um. Could it be pound for pound? How far away from being pound for pound is he? I mean, pound for pound's bullshit. I mean, the pound for pound is bullshit. Because John Jones shouldn't be on it. Um, so hasn't fought, years, so. hasn't fought for it in ages. Stipe Miocic, again, not very active. Um, I mean, even guys like Cyril Gann, like, I get it, but surely somebody like... Charles, for me, Charles Oliveira has got to be in that top five. Top, I would say he's got oh. to be in that top five. There's no doubt. Well, Dusty Pori was sitting fifth, so he's got to be in that top five straight away. Well, mate, he holds one of the he holds one of the what the seven men's belts. 
He holds he probably the most competitive belt and mixed martial arts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was listen, lightweight was lightweight was what it, where it's been for the last six, seven, eight years. Ever since you know, like McGregor's come through, lightweight has been where it is, and it's 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 the belt to have. Khabib had it. There's all this. I mean, you name the fam- the most famous fighters, right? Like probably in the last four or five years, and the both of them, everybody knows Conor, everybody knows Khabib, even if you're not an MMA fan, and they're both lightweights. So you're totally right, mate. You're bang on. People even know who Dustin Poirier is. Do you know what I mean these are names that people know? I mean. Is he pound for pound better than Izzy? Don't know. Is he pound for pound better than Volkanovski? For me, yes. I'm still not a massive Volkanovski fan. He's nowhere near pound for pound as good as Usman, and I'm not even an Usman fan, and I'll admit that. And I would probably lick Charles Oliveira's feet because I love Charles Oliveira. I love a guy who has got all the tools, mate. That's what he's got. He's got everything. He's got every single aspect of MMA without doubt. That's it. I mean, okay, he's got outstanding grappling and outstanding jits, right? Which is fine. That's good. At least he's got one outstanding. At least he's not average at everything because then he's always maybe going a bit... He's always got that thing he can come back to. If he's getting outstruck, which he actually wasn't, to be fair. Well, that, that would be the one thing I would say about Saturday, right? That first round, he got hit far too many times. He's got to... But he's, he's got, got a chin. got a chin. And that's the thing. Ah, he's got a chin. There's no doubt about that. He can take a fucking punch. But eventually, if... The likes of obviously they got Justin Gaethje fight is likely to be a fight next. Yeah. So, but I don't think Gaethje's get. I don't think Gaethje's get any more power than what Poirier has. But I think he could break you down over five rounds. Yeah, yeah. I think he can break his face over Gaethje five not, rounds. Has Gaethje not got a bit? Of, excuse me, a bit of wrestling background as well. He was a college wrestler. He was a national champion at college well, wrestling. It's so probably there. I can't get him down. That's not working, and you've got to try straight with Justin Gaethje in over five rounds. I would think Justin Gaethje's going to outstrike Charles Oliver over five rounds. And I also think, oh, I don't know, maybe Gaethje's, maybe Gaethje's the one that maybe would be like the one that would um, push Oliver the most because, I mean, Poirier was his biggest fight to date. You look at his record, he's had all these wins in a row. He's the record holder for submissions and great, all that stuff. But you look at who he's fought. We talked about it. It isn't a who's who. Um, not recently, anyway. Um, he fights Flurry. He's got some legends. I mean, he's got some massive names. He's lost to some of these massive names. But recently, other than Ferguson, before that, I mean, okay, Chandler. But Chandler came in straight away and fought for it. Well, fought Hooker, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. I think Gage would be a good test for him. Honestly, I don't see him losing to Gage. I honestly don't. I just, but then you say that and then it'll happen. And then you I, think, I, think, I think the thing with him is. What he's very good at, he'll always find a way to win that fight. Especially he can, he can adjust so much, mate. He was willing to stand with Poirier for five minutes. I mean, he's a brave man because Poirier's got like fucking like concrete nu- nuclear weapons for fucking fists. So he's brave, but he obviously realised he wasn't quite getting. I mean, Poirier won the first round, so no, um, no doubt. By no doubt, like so, he's probably thinking, right, okay, if I get an opportunity. I mean, mate, I'm sorry. A standing, a standing rear naked. You don't see them that often. I mean, normally by the end of it, the guy is down. But it was just, mate, it was just, it's the wee moves. It's, he's so good at it, I think, and he's so long and, like, lanky, and he, they wrap, he wraps the arms round, and that's you done, man. And mate, your thoughts are you right? on, on anything, to be honest, on your body, you are fucking game over. I said something really creepy. I said I'd lick his feet. Just confirm I wouldn't do that, because that's disgusting. But my my point was that I'm a massive, massive Valeria fan. But I'll tell you what, man. See watching Poirier sitting against that fence on his own for that like ten seconds before anything. Oh mate, I was, my heart was breaking for him, mate, and I don't even know why. I don't get emotionally invested in this stuff. I really don't. Like the whole thing with Cowboy and his wee boy, and I was like, oh, he's doing it for his new boy, and he won that fight. It was all emotional. I'm like, I really don't give a fuck. But with Poirier sitting sitting there just against the cage, mate, looking pure, like he just looked think- so devastated me. I was just like, wow, man, I'm actually. I, think so- I felt heartbroken for, for me for anyway. It was. He'd worked so hard to get that shot against Khabib, right? And it went against Khabib, and obviously it didn't go well. We was out there by round three. It was fucking... It was basically right. He also took the hooker fight, and McGregor fight came back, and obviously got two fights against McGregor. And he took these two fights against McGregor for me, obviously, to make the cash. That's exactly what he did. Is that one? Absolutely. In my back pocket. He was, after beating Hooker, he was probably guaranteed a shot against Pody, uh, against the champion at that point, just because of that's what he was. But he took the fights for the cash... So he worked so hard first time around to get absolutely pumped, and then he got he won his fight to probably get his lightweight title shot again after he'd been fucked off, and then he would probably be the favourite. If I was a favourite for Saturday, right? He's a favourite to win on Saturday. Right? 
and you expected that. I don't expect it because I picked Oliveira on my picks as well. I, I just don't understand. A lot of people did. And yeah. I think that was where the devastation came when he's worked so hard for things. And he's such a nice guy, Dustin, as well. And I think it, it, he's one of these guys. There's not many probably within UFC. You go, I really want him to have a title. But I think he'd be one I'd want. I'd love to see him have a title at some point just to say yeah. that he's done it. And he's got that backup for his career and the career he's had over the last 10 years. He's got that there. Yeah. He's not, and I don't know if he ever will now. No, I know. I, he's in a difficult decision, the, the, the position, Justin, because of, of Dustin Zorix. I don't really know where me, does he go. With the harms, where does he fight? Who, yeah. who's who does he fight? Who does he fight? And when does he fight? Like, I mean, you look at them, they're all they're all tied up, and they're all Makachev's booked. Who's Makachev fighting? They're fighting Darius. Darius. You've obviously got. Uh, who else is fighting? Somebody else is fighting. I can't remember who it is, but there was a couple of fights made. Like obviously, Chandler's just just fought. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's Gage will obviously fight him. Like Oliveira next. I honestly don't know what's next for Poirier. Poirier said he says, "Listen, I could make another run. I could take the five fights, but I, I, do I really want to?" And that for me, see the fact that that's even in his mind, I think that might be game over. Um, I, not, wouldn't, I wouldn't surprise me. I think there might be one or two fights there for. For Dustin Poirier, maybe just for making a wee bit of extra cash, to be honest, something like, I mean, Cole Chandler, if Chandler doesn't end up fighting McGregor, I think that's a big fight there. Poirier Chandler would be a massive fight, no matter what way you look at it. It's a huge fight, it would be... I would love to see Poirier get you again, because... Everybody would. It was, it was unbelievable, mate. Like, it was unreal. It was such a good fight. Um, you see, there is there is fights there, mate. Chandler haven't been fine, but it's whether he wants to go through it. I don't think he'll necessarily retire. I think it may be a case of maybe taking time away. I don't know. Maybe just doing something different and maybe coming back. I, I don't know what it is because he's 32, mate. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a baby, really. He's a young guy, really, really like reality mm-hmm. terms when you look at UFC. Him and Oliveira are the same age, do you know what I mean? So, and they're both like so experienced. 36 fights for Poirier, do you know what I mean? Um, 41 for these are two of the most experienced guys in divisions, and they're not even over, like at that age. Both of them have got a couple of years between them. Eh, sorry, a couple of years left in them easily. Um, I think as well, it's one of those ones where even if he did come back in and maybe Oliveira was still the champion, you could go right, fair enough, put him back in oh, there, no problem. Whereas the likes of the Adesanya Whitaker fight, for me, as much as Whitaker's worked so hard to get back to fight Adesanya, do I really like to see it again after what happened in the first fight? I don't know I what I do. I absolutely fucking do. Um, obviously, as a fight, aye, it's got, yeah. it would probably still be pretty good, but Adesanya basically fucked him up the first fight, do you know what I mean? He kinda... yeah, but then Adesanya won the belt off him, though. So, like, there's also that different aspect of Adesanya being the champ and Whitaker not having... You know that pressure. That's a different conversation for another night, though. But I see your point. I'm just like, trying to work it round how we aye, come back to all the fight. Yeah, definitely some, a fight you could justify more for me. Sometimes seeing rematches isn't always what you want. Um, like I mean, people are talking about Holloway versus Volkanovski again. I'm not sure I'm really convinced by that. I still think Holloway won twice, but well, definitely once. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Barry Oliveira again because just two amazing guys who were just brilliant. Um, I do love, absolutely love the fact that um, they were doing the whole, at the end of the fight, oh, fucking great fight, mate, and he had to bring over an interpreter. I know he doesn't speak English, and I know that's what you would expect, but still, you, you always expect the two fighters to have a cuddle at the end and go, listen, mate, that was fucking brilliant, unlucky, mate, you know, brilliant, but he still had to go, yeah, bring him, why come over and translate this? It was just, the it's the weirdest thing. A wee bit. They must be, obviously, he did say a few words kind of right at the end of these kind of interview, but I'm surprised. He's fought for the UFC what, for when did his first appearance? 2010. Oh. He's maybe not giving a fuck, mate. It's maybe not in his contract. But you'd still think maybe that or, something maybe he would come across and it would kind of. He's, maybe he's tried and he just. Can't uh, grab Just can't. Anyway, doesn't matter. Anyway. Hang guys, I think he's still quite a character, Charles Oliveira. probably doesn't need to speak English. He still gets. A graph, he still gets the audience because of how he acts and who he is and some he's of his reactions. I, I just, he's I love just it. flamboyant, man. I love it. I'm, I'm going to dye my hair. I'm going to dye my hair blonde. See his whole fucking team with their hair blonde this other night. That was cool. I like that. That was like the old fucking 1998. Who was the big boy? Who's the big Brazilian boy that was fighting? He dyed his blonde as tribute member in the UFC a couple of months back. Who's the big Brazilian boy, the heavyweight, not Sakai, the other one? What's his name? 
I'm looking at the rankings, but I don't think you'll be in it. No, I don't. So I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that that just reminds me of the remember if that was it, the Croatia team or the '98 World Cup. Mm-hmm. Or the Romania team, Romania, remember one time? Romania. Uh, Romanian team, that's what it was. They died or a hair blonde. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's move on because that's fucking awful, mate. I know, I know, I know. Um, we could talk about it all, but let's just pick bits out. Um, what's next? Cody Carbrand, aren't it? It's got to be, man. See, it says UFC career finished. I'll do you one better. Is his MMA career finished? Perhaps, mate. Perhaps. And that's really, really, really shitty because he was the only person that could really solve that Dominic Cruz puzzle at that point. Um, and what they're saying since then, he's went one in five. He's won one fight one, since he beat Dominic Cruz for the title. Yeah, and that one fight was that one punch KO no, right on the buzzer so. against the Sunshine. Um, mate, I'm I was a massive fan of Cara France when he first joined because he looked good. He's had a few bad losses and hasn't looked great himself, to be fair. Um, a couple of bad, you know, Roy Val and Moreno, they're, they're, they're tough losses to take because they put you right back, you know. To be fair, but I don't think, looking back now, getting beat by the champion and possibly yeah. the guy who's sitting there second behind Figueroa. I know, but these are the fights that if you win that, you'd be yeah, on the table. That's what I'm saying. Aye. Um, so, what's next for Caracara France after that then, do you think? I mean, is it a big enough win? I mean, he's a big name, Cody. Flyweight debut. Is it a big enough win for Caracara to be looking at shouting for a wee shot further up the tree? Or what do you think? I would imagine Askarov's next, surely, for the champion anyway. Mm-hmm. So, well, Defig's fighting... Moreno and Jamie. I mean, whoever wins that oh, belt, whoever oh, wins that yeah, fight, yeah. basically, whoever the champion is after that fight, Askarov will be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be next type thing. Um, so ahead of that, you get Pantoja, Perez, Royval. I can't remember if anyone got fights signed up at the top of my head, to be honest. But uh, possibly you ever go and get the Royval one back just for, just for having it back. What? Go and get the Royval five back just for having it back. Aye. I, I mean, um, Askarov was supposed to fight Perez in Jack. Wow, Askarov's not fought since March. I'd imagine he must be getting announced soon, unless he's <laughs> he's injured. Unless um, he's picked up something or something not quite right there with Askarov. And I, that's. Antoja uh, fought not that long ago, didn't he? Wait a minute. Aye, so wait a minute. Roy Val's fighting Bontran at uh, Fight Night 200, which is in January. So you're looking at right. Perez or a Pantoja, probably. Pantoja's, um, Pantoja's just came off a win he just beat, he just Roy, beat Val. Roy Val so possibly Perez is a fight to make yeah uh, sorry Pantoja, Pantoja or you make you make Kai Cara Franz versus Pantoja Roy Val versus Bontran is already happening and then it's like a wee semi-final final thing to find out who fights the winner of the, the oh, Askarov yeah. versus Figueredo Merino fight Perez was supposed to fight somebody you and I were talking about it because I said it was a sensational fight I was buzzing for it well who was he supposed to be fighting the last fought last November. Supposed to fight. When was that? August. It was supposed to be. It was postponed yet again for unknown reasons. Moved to UFC two sixty nine. In fact, Alex Perez weighed in at one two six. Quarter put. I Schnell forced to withdraw due to a medical issue. Right, so I knew they were supposed to fight on Saturday, mate. So there you go. So that would have been Figueredo's tied up with Moreno. Pantoja's um, just fought Roy Val. Roy Val's fighting, did you say Bontarine? Yes. And obviously Perez was supposed to fight uh, Matt Schnell. So there's, there's nobody really about there. The only person that's not fighting is Pantoja. So maybe Pantoja, Kaikara, France is the fight to make, mate. Maybe definitely, because you've got to wait another three, four, five months for a uh, potential champion to be available. And I think Kara needs to fight at least fight at least another once anyway. Um, I would so, say so. I reckon that is a fight to present myself. I think was it DC said Manel Cap, but I, think, I don't see why fucking. I'm sure he said after the fight. I like to see him fight Manel Cap, and I'm sitting there going, why would well. Why would Kai Kara fans take that fight when he's only looking one way? I know Maui Menel Caps came through and won his last couple of fights, but that seems nice. But from a from a point of view, oh, of fan, I mean, Aye. holy shit, yes, I'm I'm all down for that. Sign me up, hook line and sinker, I'm there. But yeah, it just depends, mate. I think looking forward, you're looking at the only person above him that can fight him is Pantoja. That's unless of course, unless of course, Match Nell's issue is relatively serious and Perez is ready to go. Um, 
Oh, not right away, because obviously Kai Carroll will need to wait maybe the usual standard 30 days. But if um, Match nails out for a few months and Perez is like, oh, what about the middle of February? And Kai Carroll's like, fucking bring it on, man, let's do it. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. We'll see see. What happens, obviously, maybe, maybe Adesanya's on the February card against Whitaker. Maybe he wants to fight with his kind of teammates on the same card. So. Bigger question is... Cody Carbrandt, man. What's that for Cody Carbrandt? <laughs> I also it's, started over. I kind of started talking about us. I know we moved, totally moved away. We talked about one in five, and I moved away. But um, I'm I mean, surprised if he's gone through UFC. I can maybe see him going to somewhere like a PFL, go and try and make some money somewhere because I just can't. Obviously, moved into one two five to try and remake himself to try and recreate Cody Garbrandt, hoping the power was going to carry down there and good step forward towards another title because it didn't really look like he was going to get another shot at a title anytime soon at 135. But he's won one fight in his last six since he won the title back in 2016. And, mate, that's not looking good. If you're the UFC and you're sitting there and you're going to Cody Garbrandt and going, I know you're a name, mate, but what is there for you going forward? Is there anything for you going forward? Is he better to the two of them getting an officer look? Maybe for the future, you're better going looking elsewhere. You could go make a wee bit of money in fucking Bellator. Go and fight in a Sergio Pettis. Looking at the title of Sergio Pettis at Bellator or go to PFL and make fucking a million dollars. And like You look at his record, right? Obviously, he had all those wins before he fought Cruz. He fought, he'd like five wins in the UFC before he fought Cruz and obviously beat Cruz. And at that point, Cruz was the man. And everybody was like, oh my God. It was like this one of the second greatest fights you know, of all time. It was fight of the night on the night. It was absolutely crazy, mate, right? But see, since then, like, or even before that, like, Thomas Almeida, I don't know who Takei Mazagaki is or Augusto Mendes. He's a before my time. Henry Briones, Marcus, I've heard, I've heard of Marcus Brimage. Um, but he's only beaten Cruz. Like, Rafael Sunshell, I okay, but Rafael Sunshell is an older guy as well. 39th, maybe towards the end of his career. I'm not saying it was a lucky punch. I'm not. But one-punch knockouts always have that element of, well, it was one punch. Okay, you've got to throw the punch, and he had the power, granted. But I don't really remember much about that fight. Was he winning that fight up to that point? Was he around the head? I, I don't remember. Really remember. The I think the knockout was that outstanding. that Everybody else kind of, kind of forgot about having been about the fight. That's um, my point. My point is, you know, is he that good, that. though? Is he that good? I know he beat Cruz, at one but... point you look at like the race Almeida when he fought Almeida Almeida was sitting there at 21 and 0 when Cody Garbrandt fought yeah but then I wouldn't say Almeida was I, well I suppose Almeida was a good fighter yeah he was a good fighter back then even Muzagaki who I don't really remember he only fought Manuel Cap apparently two years ago in Rising and Manuel Cap knocked him out at the time fought Cody Garbrandt alright his record at the time was 21 and 10 it's not exactly fucking outstanding no. it's been beaten 20... no Cody Oh, sorry, I thought you meant. He fought. I mean, he beat Cruz, and Cruz was twenty-two and one, and had just beaten Uriah Faber. So, I mean, you're talking about an absolute. We we we, talk, we said it. I said it last week. Dom Cruz potentially, you know, the bantamweight goat. But I just, I'm I'm gutted because Cody's likable. The whole thing with him and Dillashaw was really good at the time. It was like brothers kind of fighting almost and teammates, and they moved his team. And I don't know. I think he needs to. Do, he's you know he's a bit like. He's a bit like a couple other fighters for me. James Vick and Kevin Lee. Guys who definitely have tools and skills, but maybe just not in the right place at the moment or in the right gym or whatever. Maybe he needs to go and spend some time going do a bit of gym travelling. Because does he not is he not um is he not based Alpha. out of Alpha? Uh, no, he used to be Alpha left did he not? Oh, oh no, he is Alpha. Sorry, he, it was Dillashaw who left Alpha. Maybe it's just time for a change, mate. People say that all the time, like, oh, don't blame the gym. It's not the gym's fault. I'm not blaming the gym. I'm just saying sometimes a fresh pair of eyes sees things that your coaches don't see, mate. I'm not saying the coaches at Team Alpha aren't great. I mean, Faber's one of the best ever as well, and he's a great coach. But I just, I don't know, man. Fuck it. Go and try something. Just go and try something else. It's not working. I, just, One I, think, I think it needs to leave the UFC. To be Aye, that's fine. That's fine. But I would still look at other things, mate. It can't just be the organisation. It can't be that. Because the organisation is just the guys who put you in the cage. He wasn't fighting. No offence to Kai Kara France, right? And you can say what you want. I know you're a big Kai Kara France fan, right? But Kai Kara France, if you look at the two of them on paper, technically, the old Cody Garbrandt, Cody Garbrandt smashes Kai Kara France, right? 
for me. Right. Probably, but we've not seen that Cody Garbrandt for no. a while, and that's, for that's what I'm saying. No. This is my point. So maybe it's not necessarily the UFC that's the problem. It's not the UFC that's the problem. Anyway, but we're just waffling on, man. We need to get a move on. There's hardest to talk about on this. Cody Garbrandt, go and sort yourself out and come back, son. What else? I mean, what does mate? There's loads on this. Cruz, absolutely amazing. Um, could have been a 10 8 first round. Um, wouldn't have moaned if it was. But two knockdowns. Well, I, I, I can understand that. I thought it wasn't actually the rest of the round apart from the knockdowns. That yeah, it was. It was close. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, like, it was the mat. No, I know. Aye. Aye. That's why I thought not, 20 not That's that was. I'm not, enough. I was I'm not saying that. it was. I'm not saying it was a shocker. I mean, I'm not saying it's as bad as a fucking thirty twenty seven to Jeff Neal, which is absolutely shocking. By the way, also the thirty twenty seven to Josh Emmett was atrocious. Um, they were such bad decisions. In that see, regard, because I couldn't believe it, to be honest. But, see, see, to be fair, see the three decisions on the prelims and the main card. There were uh, three of the best, three of the best fights. Like obviously, we've had some great fights over the last while, mate. Right, but in terms of you know, they're just great fights. Like they were just great. Like all just very good matchups. I know it was a good. Yeah. The, the, the matchmaking was absolutely superb, man. Dominic Cruz, as you say, was sensational against Pedro Munoz. His footwork is fucking unbelievable. I reckon that cunt can go and rob a bank. Nobody would even know he's there. He's that fucking good. Uh, he's um, so, so I still, I still don't, I still can't understand. I still watch him and still don't know where the shit's coming for me. It's like, fucking dead, man. Honestly, it's sensational. I'd be interested to see what next for Dominic Cruz, to be fair, because. I kind of put some a wee bit back in a conversation, to be honest, and you're looking maybe up, and I, I don't know, I think I heard him saying that he wouldn't say no to the Aldo fight, but I kind of see Aldo want to take it, but you just never know, I suppose. Um, Corey Sand taking a good fight, because they're both kind of... Aye, lovely. Um, Josh Emmett. I must say Josh Emmett was lucky, by the way. He didn't exactly fucking skill fucking Danny Gay either. It was, it, was... it was probably one of the closest fights I've watched. It was ridiculous. Halfway through that second, that third round, I had Dan Ege winning, and then by the end of it, I was like, I'm not really sure. Like, I'm, I I'm really Josh Emmett, possibly, for me, I would give it Emmett maybe for the damage. I felt like he was always landing the more powerful shots and maybe more accurate shots over the pieces, maybe where you could give it to Josh Emmett. But man, it was a cracking fight. Dan Ege gave as good as I got, and I, these Josh Emmett just keeps fucking going, doesn't he? It's that five or six in a row or something like that. Yeah. He's uh, ever because he, he, he was on. Remember when he knocked out? Um, who was it? He knocked out one punch. Michael Johnson. Remember the Michael Johnson thing? And everyone was like, "Oh fuck, he's going to be like a superstar." Because he he like literally one punched Michael Johnson. We were like, I think that was one of our first our first um because we started the pod in September before. So like that was one of our first times at like analyzing and talking about it. And we were like, "Oh my god!" And then obviously he gets injured and has only fought three times since. But I. Class fight, mate. Class fight. Gutted for Dan Ege. I like Dan Ege. Um, but I was going to say, where do you start with the TKOs? I mean, is, is Augusto Sakai alive? Is Andy actually confirmed that he's okay? <laughs> mate, tie to you, I love the fucking big man. I really do. He's, he's, a, he's just a hero for all guys he took, of a budget weight run about the world for me. He took... The, in case you don't know, me and Mark are both of that certain mould. Um, <laughs> me, me more so. Um, but like the the shoey man, the shoey was like that's the best because he always does it, but he normally does it like, on the way out in the crowd. But he actually got somebody to throw my shoe and a sure. can. Throw me up here, fucking. I, mean, I want to know how to get a can. I usually get cans taken off you the door. How that happened there? Maybe America's different, mate. Maybe America they don't not trust their fans. Um, Brilliant, mate. I'm brilliant. Um, I, it was like wrestling. It was like, it was, do you know what it was like? It was like watching Stone Cold. It was, it was like, I, it was like watching Stone Cold Steve Austin, man, back in the day. It was, it was classic. He, really he should really have that music enough, right? As soon as he knocks some dude and then a fucking glass break and it just, that's it. Let's go. Absolutely. That's the class, man. A brilliant knockout. Some class. To Bruno Silva, I thought, get fucking nearly knocked out before he knocked out Jordan Wright as well. Yeah, Jordan Wright was unlucky, man. But Jordan Wright done that last time as well. I remember the first time we seen Jordan Wright. Um, against Buckley, right, last year. I'm sure, oh, sorry, I think it was against Pickett the second time. Either type, one of the times, right, it looked, oh, it was definitely Pickett, I'm sure. Um, And uh, we were like, I thought he was going to get knocked out and then for out of nowhere he knocked the guy out. It was crazy. Um, But, um, too vast, I'm not sure he's a better fighter than Sakai. I think, like, maybe all technically, I think 
Sakai would be better. But see, when you can throw hands like that, mate, technical doesn't matter. If you can smash see, somebody it, in the face. See, when it comes to the heavyweight division, you look at what Derek Lewis has done over the years. For me, that's that's the kind of path that Tai Two Vassal's probably try to follow in that regards. A nice wee link there. We're just about to move into it. Well, we're not really about moving now. We're moving into that. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get there eventually. Um, I look, there were some great finishes on this card, some great performances. It was a great... Man, Munez, he's in Robertson's submissions were fucking superb as well. And I love watching Jill, fun. man. Jill, Jill Robertson's brilliant, but she's only really got that for me. I'm not sure she's got much else. She's working no. on it, but I think she's only got that. But Andre, Andre Munez, Eric Anders. Eric Anders is going to get cut soon. Um... I'm surprised he's still there, mate. I think I probably said after his last fight, I thought that was him done. That. But... He's, he's only lost two of his last six, so. But it just seems like he's losing. I always feel like he's losing. I never feel like he's winning. Uh, but he's very active as well, though, mate. Like, very active. He fought four times in 18, four times last. Sorry, three times last year. Uh, sorry, 2019, only once last year, and three this year. He's been active, so the UFC might like him for that, but. Um, listen, mate, all over, this was class. There was We've some... missed the biggest star in the fucking card here. Oh, we missed Sugar Sean. I was coming. We're going to come back to him at the end. Uh, I was actually going to link it back to him, but you've moved me. You, you've got me. See that Lewis thing? You've made me link. You've got me away ahead now. I'm linking into Derek Lewis. Um, uh, Sugar Sean, man, love him or hate him. I think he's like Marmite. You're either a massive Sugar Sean fan or you absolutely hate him. Um, I'm neither. Yeah, so, I, was just, I was just about to say, I've, I've said that, and then I was just like, you're talking absolute shit, like, mate, because I don't really care to either yeah, way. You know, it annoys me in certain regards, but I can really appreciate how he fights, and that kind of, just kind of... I think, uh, as a as a person, yeah, I'm not a, a fan. A Aye, a bit like Connor, um, but different as well, not quite like Connor. But as a fighter, mate, he's exciting to watch. Um, he's just... He snipes... He's like a sniper. He waits and waits, and he does all these wee, these wee kicks and these wee jabs. And then as soon as if he, if if anything just makes moves, that's him. He's just all over you. It's like a rash, mate. It's like a swarm. It's like he he sniffs the blood, and that's him, man. He's away. It was he's different class, mate. He's he's potentially a, a massive problem to anybody in that division. He's so long. Um, I that's Dominic Cruz or Sonny Cody Sanhagen. They'd be fucking fight by the way. Dom Cruz, Dom Cruz versus fuck it, that's the fight you make. Dom Cruz versus Sean O'Malley, mate, that would be tremendous. That would be sensational, man. That would that be, be that would be off the chain, man. Yeah, yeah. But like sensational card all around. Fucking Dana White lot, lost a lot of fucking money the weekend, didn't he? Fucking four hundred grand. Fuck's sake, you would be jealous. A lot of bonuses, mate. That's the way it should be. I don't think they should be capped at four or five or six. See if somebody deserves it. Give them the fucking Even money. No, aye, give him the money, mate. The fight of the night, Dom Cruz, Pedro Munoz. I would totally agree. I, but, I mean, Josh Emmett, Dan Ege was probably a wee bit better for me overall. Um, but I wouldn't disagree. And then performances, Oliveira, obviously. Pena, obviously. She should have got two. Um, Kai Kara, Franz, O'Malley, two Vasa should have got about 18. And Big Bruno. Um, I don't want to shoot it. I'm gutted for somebody like Jill Robertson. I mean, Jill's was brilliant and so was Andrew Moniz, but he can't be begin out. 10, but... No, you could really give a kind of fucking... Be honest, wouldn't you, basically? Aye. They get that when they win the fight, though, so that's what it matters. You must be, it must be so good. No, right? But fighting first on the card, with one second to go, you, you, you choke the lassie out, right? Which is pretty class, to be fair. One second to go in the first round, you're choking her out, you're thinking, oh, do you know what? I might be on to 50k here. And you watch the rest of the show and go, well, that's that fuck then. Well, to be fair, she get 30% of Kishwara's boss anyway, so fuck it. I know, I know. Did get a wee bonus right. in there on the end, really. Moving swiftly on, let's do a quick run. Let's do a quick... In fact, do you want to do Cage Warriors? Quickly. Three Scottish right. boys, we'll just do them, really. Um, um, I will just talk about Scottish boys on the, the Saturday night. Friday night was decent. Um, headlined by the Matthew Bonner getting, like... Scalped. Basically. What? Scalped. Not scalped, it was more ground game stuff. Um, I mean, it just... Exactly, right. just, just it four, just four rounds... I mean, to be fair, see the last minute of that fight. See if you want excitement and commentary. Go and listen to Dan Hardy, the last minute of that fight, by the way. If you haven't, Mark, I know don't think you said... I missed one three one. I've seen one three two, but I missed one three one. Just go and watch the last minute of that fight, mate. It's it's mental. It's mental. It was honestly so crazy. It, you'd think it was the first minute of the fight, the way they're all reacting, mate. It was tremendous. Go and watch it. Um, anyway, one three two, headlined by Dominique, Dominique Wooding. Um, that was class, by the way, his knockout. Mate, sensational knockout, brilliant knockout, absolutely brilliant. Don't know if he's any good, but we'll we'll get there. 
Scottish boys on the fight with, uh, on the card we talked about last night. Point being, Aiden, Stephen, and Stevie Mac. Um, we talked about them all. Um, two out of three, Paul McBain got a, a ground and pound TKO against Conum Day. And Paul looked really good win that man. He really performed well to get that victory. So well done to um, looked, Paul McBain because he deserved it for, for yeah. a lot to be honest. Um, Aiden, Stephen. That was a tough one against Eddie Walls, man. Edward Walls is fucking tough as nails and he done well to come away with a win there because he definitely lost the second round, Aiden Stevens. So he come away with probably the win, yeah, he done fucking really, really well, man, as well. So Stevie Stevie. Mac, just, he's I, fighting a fig mate. The fig lacks are there's there's something there with them boys, by the way, 100 percent there's definitely something there with the fig they're they're gonna go far in this game, without doubt. I, they're very good, mate. They're very good and it was dominant and I think we all kinda not we all expected it because that's harsh on Stevie. I think there was definitely obviously a bit of you know hope that I mean Stevie McIntosh is a good fighter. Seven and two. He's quite he's quite long as well. Six well six foot. He seems long. He seems quite like he's reached quite long. One fifty five is big. So, I mean that is quite yeah. a long look at this. So oh, um, yeah. I might as well mention Luke Shanks by the way because obviously based at a Bathgate, I can only imagine he's fucking. Killing himself and fucking really pissed off with things since he, he must wait and then also made him not a title fight anymore. Then he goes and fucking knocks out Sam Casey. You've got to be raging with yourself after all that. Inside one round. I know it's nuts, mate. Um, there's Tokyo stepping up um, and going after Dominique Wooding, which he seems be... like quite, he's, he's quite thick. He's quite he's stocky. Aye. I, right. think, I, I think, think, think that would be the worst thing for him, to be honest. Aye, totally agree, mate. Totally agree. Um, listen, it was just class. The, the fights I seen, I seen bits and bobs. I seen a bit. I seen the wooding, the wooding finish. I seen the Shanks finish. He smashed Sam Creasy. I say I seen most of Matt Bonner. Um, uh, but the last minute was class. I'd watch it if you can. Um, aye. So, right. Right, this weekend. Let's move on. I know. Lost my train of thought. Let's look forward. Um, in the future, where do you want to start? KSW finish on UFC, or do you want to just? Do uh, UFC? KSW because for a couple of minutes of tops. Do you know what I mean? So we don't normally talk about KSW because it's obviously not as accessible to us. I don't, still don't even know how we can watch it. There must be a way. No, I think it's on that like Fight Now TV or some shit like that, yeah. which is a pain in the ass. You need to pay like fifteen quid to watch it. Yeah, well, we'll see because this is headlined by possibly one of the biggest. Like super fights and like European MMA history from a European organization standpoint, would you say? Um, Obviously, you had Mason Jones winning the the two belts, so that was a big, massive super fight, and you know, um, you had a couple of guys doing that. But Mamed Khalidov, 35 and 7, he is the current KSW middleweight champ, 41 year old, bitty a vet, bitty a badass. His nickname is The Cannibal, which is just terrifying, and he's fighting. Robocop, Roberto Soldic. Um, interesting start about Roberto Soldic. I'm pretty sure I've followed him on Instagram for years. And was because somebody I, I read something about him once being a bit of a badass. And I think it was even before um before uh, the pod. And uh I I'm so chuffed for him, mate, to be potentially becoming a KSW double champ. He's beaten Drickus Duplessis. Do you know what I mean? He's he's no mug. Um he's yeah. I think the thing for him might be carrying that weight in there against Kalidov. Is it going to look too much? Is it going to look too heavy? Is Kalidov maybe just going to be when he rehydrates and stuff like that, just too big and too strong in the end? I think we see it obviously we, we see it in oh. Bellator a wee bit with the um which is face. Oh former Sassy. Aye. Aye, but remember he fought one seventy, dingy, Brazilian boy. Lima. Aye. What did I get silver for? Dougie Lima. Dougie Lima. Dougie Lima at 185 just doesn't look right to me. Yeah. He doesn't look. I mean, they're similar heights. Kalidov's fought a light heavy. He's six foot, sold it just five foot 11. There's a four inch reach advantage for Kalidov, so I don't know if that will maybe benefit him, but. Listen, I'm stacking my money on Robert Roberto Soldic. I'd love to see a double KSW champion because I tell you what, see, as soon as he wins that belt, Dana White will be on the telephone. I can guarantee you that. Um, I'd imagine he would be pretty you'd much. Like to, you would like to think he would deserve his shot after all that. Yeah. Um, especially because the places he's already in the UFC, aren't he? Yeah. So unless he's made enough money in the UFC, eh, the UFC KSW, that to be honest, he's really no guys to care about UFC. Who knows? Nah. We'll see. Anyway. If you can catch it, if you've got availability case, I would imagine watching that fight would be good. There might be clips on Twitter and stuff like that. Hopefully it goes his way. Um, right. Well, 
feel like I'm pure rushing through this one. Because we've got to. The fuck has been speaking for about six hours already? <sighs> Shut up. 31 combined KOs between Derek Lewis and Chris Dawkins. Um And it isn't even the best fight on this card. No, the cool means the best fight on the card. Absolutely. And why it's not the headline? Well, I suppose it was added late, wasn't it? So, um, yeah. I mean, listen, the card, the card's good. Again, it's always about like, you know, you, you think, oh, there's nothing on this card. Then you look at it. I mean, Gamrock versus Ferreira. Oh, I mean, right. Swanson Elkins. I mean, that. It's just no need. There's no need to put a fight like that on ever. ever. Charles Jordan versus Andre Yu is a class fight as well. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's definitely stuff on oh, yeah, this card. Sancho versus Simon. I mean, that's like kind of not slow. I'm not saying this is how slow, but that's maybe a wee bit more powerful versus somebody who just doesn't stop. A great matchup to see the style. I just think the Rocky Pennington versus Macy Shishan might be an interesting fight as well. I think we're interested to see if she can basically take a step up, Macy, because that's probably our biggest fight today. I would have thought anyway. Still can't believe Gerald Mearshart's on the prelims, man. <laughs> Against Dustin, Dustin Stoltzfus. Yeah, listen, there's some, there's, again, it's great matchups on a good card. Charles Rodin, um, Andrew Ewell, brilliant fight. Um, you see Rocky Pennington, Macy, again, another brilliant fight. Is Macy not just, is Macy not stepping in last minute? I'm sure Macy was stepping in. Ah, she is. Ah, sure. And, because she, she, she just fought, I'm sure, a couple of weeks back. Macy should beat. Um, I know. Oh, she was supposed to fight up Aspen Lad, remember? Yeah, I got fucking. And Lad fell. Lad, Lad couldn't make the weight at the beginning of October, so she's obviously been like, "I'm ready to go. Give me a fight." And obviously, Rocky's needed somebody to fight, and she's went, "Give me it." So, ah, there's some there's some class fights on this card, mate. I'm really looking forward to it. it should be good. Yeah, um, money and Chris Dawkins. That's all I was saying. What? Get a money and Chris Dawkins. Aye, aye, I think so. That's maybe the end of the Lewis. Not the end of the loose run because obviously he's been greeted by Cyril Gann, but this might be I the think, end. I think his pressure will be too much because Dawkins will just keep coming forward. They just keep running at him. As long as he doesn't get hit by one of the big balls for Derek Lewis, I think eventually he'll just fucking flatten him. It's easy enough to say as long as he doesn't get hit by it. I mean, sometimes. Yeah, of course, out, that, they, that's the thing, isn't it? They come out of nowhere. I get the Dawkins he's messed up, mixed up until I look at them and then obviously I can tell. I know one of them, they're quite significantly different in weight classes, but. At the same point, I still let it go. Which one's Kyle and which yeah, one's... Yeah, I know. I keep forgetting as well, to be honest. But listen, Chris, I... See if Chris beat Derek on fucking Saturday, by the way. Yeah. Game changer, mate. Game changer. This is a... That, that puts him into the conversation for who's fucking next. Right. Well, he's got to, I would. He's got to fight again, 100%. Um, Probably. Uh, you can't, you're not going to jump into it. Miocic is hanging about because he's hoping Nganu beats Gan because the Miocic and Gannu 3... Aye, that's that's what they want. Um, I reckon Steepy's waiting for that. I'm. That's a different conversation, but uh, Steepy might be waiting for either of them. But I reckon he's definitely waiting for um Ngannou to win. But uh, listen, money on Chris Dogg. I totally agree. Money on. I'm not sure about the co-main, by the way. I, I love Tomo. Tomo, you just and I have... too long, man. I just think he'll just fucking mm-hmm. point fuck him. George, I think he'll just I punch know. point fuck out his face, basically. Tap him every time he kicks to the legs here and there. And mm. I'd be surprised. I think I've seen a list of Gilbert Burns. It wasn't the end of the world. That was really, because we all know how good Gilbert Burns probably really is. Yeah. And against Lucky and Neil, he just looked fucking superb, man. I think, there you go, there's my two predictions. Dockers by finish, and then fucking Thompson by points. What I'm going to say. Put it on. Put a pound on it. I may have a look at that. I'll see what the odds are this weekend. I think that'll be my, that'll be my two. And maybe yeah, even um, maybe even a wee Matthias Gamrock win in there as well. They're always shite. I know, they're always bash, mate. That's what happens, isn't it? But, yeah, um, they're always shite. Yeah. Um, I just, it's such a shame looking at his record, man. You see the, the Till loss, which was close. The Pettis PKO, which was nuts. And then obviously Gilbert Burns. It was it's hard to see because I love Tomo. He's probably up there. You know that people say that conversation of like the best fighters never to win a belt, and I think he's definitely up there, man. Like the guys. We've seen one at the weekend last weekend, didn't we? As well, so. Mm-hmm. Dustin. So DP might be the man as well. Did he not have dinner him? But this is coming for a Bob I could fucking watch the punch out the man from belt. Whoa, whoa! You don't like him has... just as much as me. Don't start your bish. I can understand him at times though. Why? No, we've never had this conversation. The shit. this point. conversation. I've told you this. Why not just call them a number one contender? Anyway, that's not the point. I'm not in that. Shut up, dick. 
Anyway, shall we wrap it up? All right, if you want, aye. Uh, are you finished? I think so. What else are we going to talk about? You can, if you really want me to tell you the news, I'll tell you the news. Is there anything? Not really, no. Uh, oh, I've got literally three things, right? Aspen Lad says she's agreed to fight Misha Tate. But it seems about a fight for fucking Aspen Lad. So basically, apparently, for Misha Tate, he basically gave a go ahead for that fight to happen. So right. that's interesting. The other one is the UFC will return to an arena that is not Las Vegas and an, on a non-pay-per-view event. Does that make sense? Yes, what I was talking about last week. Aye, so Columbus, March 26th. Ooh, Columbus, Ohio. Yes. Headlined by Jan Vlahovich versus Alexander Rakic. Surely, is Columbus nowhere the big man steep is? He's Cleveland, is he not? Oh, he's Cleveland, so I remember. I just remember it was always Ohio. I always remembered Ohio, but I couldn't remember what one it was. Mate, it's no far. So, I mean, it's, it's the same state, so it's not exactly miles away. I think you remember about that. Like, well, we're going back for a fight night somewhere. We'll stick the biggest man in there. But why would Stipe fight on a fight night and not for the belt? I don't fucking know. I'm just making a point, right? Don't get fucking... Right, anyway. And... What else have we got? Literally, the only other thing we had was a wee announcement for the main card at UFC 270, which will obviously be the first pay-per-view of 2022. Mm-hmm. So as we know, versus Ghana with the main event. Moreno Figueredo, Coleman, Evelyn versus Taporia will be the third fight from the end. Brunson versus Cannonier. And then to open the main card at UFC 270, Greg Hardy versus Alex Olenek. But you've said they'd do this, though. They put a good no, fight no, at the no. end of the Evelyn versus Taporia should be the first fight on that card, that main card. And then you go into Brunson Cannonier. Then everything go for a push and a pint and forget oh. about Greg Hardy versus Lightning and then go to the toilet. Come the back. The way it's listed on Wiki's got Evloev versus Tapuri as the last fight on the prelims. Well, I've got an official announcement thing up here. So. I'm just saying it looks like that. I'd probably change. Cannonier, I'd, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be strange. I'm sorry, I'd be surprised if Cannonier versus Brunson isn't the the third fight on that. No, but that's what I'm saying, but you make Taporia... Taporia, Evloev's probably get the most buzz about it, I would say. Aye, so, first on the main card, Evloev, Taporia, Greg Hardy versus... Oh, Greg Hardy versus Olenek can get off the main card. Cody Stamen versus Nurmagomedov, Kananir versus Brunson, Moreno, Figueredo, and Nganu Gan. That would be my order. That's not how that is. Anyway. I know, that's how I would do it. I would disagree with you, to be honest. Um, uh, apart from that, that's pretty much a lot. Unless you really want to know the results of the... World MMA Awards. Well, if you could tell me that 10 minutes ago, we could probably spell that we were asked. Kind of interesting news, mate. Do you know what I mean? Uh, okay, I well, really quick, but uh, male fighter of the year, Usman, female fighter of the year, Rosnami Yunus, breakthrough fighter of the year, Brandon Moreno, international fighter of the year, Israel Adasanya, fight of the year, Davidson Vigoredo versus Brandon Moreno won. Knockout of the year was Joaquin Buckley versus Mbaka Sangai, which was pretty Wait, understandable. Was no. What, the, the, the super kick? Aye. Are you I mean, sure that was in fucking August or September or something? How long ago? Are you not sure? Are you, I mean, are you sure? Is that not our fight? Is that not our... Um, Mate, um, it's World MMA Awards results and they're telling me that's who won and you're arguing with me about it. No, I'm just saying I thought that was our knockout of the year last year. It was, mate. It was in October. Wait, Buckley's um, KO of Kasangani. Ah, the kick thing. It was October last year. I knew that was our knockout of the year last year, mate. Was that? Aye. And Figueredo versus Moreno won was last year. Wait, so what the fuck is this all shit all about then? Ah. Uh, what have you done? They based our 12 month period from July to July. Well, that information would have been helpful about 10 minutes ago. My bad, people. I'll, I'll just cut that spot out, I think. <laughs> nah, leave it in. Leave it in. It's good for a laugh. It's good for a laugh. It's nice to see you making a fuck up and know me most of the time. I know. It doesn't happen very often, does it? So. Right. Shut up. Done. Happy. Fucking ecstatic. Good stuff. Right, right, yeah, drink, girl, drink card girl of the year award. Anyway, right, sorry. Who won? Who won that? Uh, Brittany Palmer. All right. Nice one. Right, guys, thank you, as always, for listening. We do appreciate the love. Um, get us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Inside Cage MMA. 
maybe one show to go. We'll not do another one after next Monday, Monkey Boy. Yeah? No, this is a penultimate show of the year, isn't it? So that's yeah, the last. We would do one in between because there's normally a card in between, isn't there? Well, there used to be a New Year card then again, but they've not uh, done that for a while. We'd normally so. preview that, but they've not done that, so we'll not preview that. I guess. So after. Well, the first fight card back to the 15th, so the first time you'll probably hear from us was probably sometime the in the first week of the year. Well, well maybe the Oh, the no, sorry. We'll need to do the awards the week before and then a preview. Uh, we'll just do that on the 10th, then. We'll just do an awards and then a preview on the same night. No, I need to make a separate. We always, we always have a separate show. Okay, well, we'll call... Right, okay. So, hopefully, for the 5th or the 6th, you'll get an awards show and the 10th, you'll get a preview show. Anyway, none of that. None of that matters. You'll hear for you next week. Again, we appreciate the love. Thank you very much. Um, as I say, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, send us a message. It'd be nice to hear from some of you if you listen. Um, and have a good week, and we'll catch you next time.